In this video, Aaron and I have a conversation on what we think is the fastest way to grow your business uh, in a healthy and sustainable way. We actually break down some of the things that we've done in our business, and we also break down some of the um, most iconic and best companies and brands out there and some of the things that they've done to sort of just tweak certain things in their business to uh, catapult them to a whole new level. Check it out. This is The Marketing Natives, providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your business. And now, your hosts, Christian and Aaron. Happy Monday. Um, well, we're recording on a Monday. Isn't that ironic, actually, that we recorded them on a Monday, but the podcast also releases on a Monday? Yeah. So chances are that you're listening to this on a Monday. And we, I think we've done episodes similar to this, which is like, uh, or a video has been similar to this, where it's like the fastest way to grow uh, your business, which is the title of this episode. But we said like the five ones or like the, the, the one thing or the couple of things that you needed to grow your business. But um, I don't think we've ever done a podcast specifically for how to grow your business, quote unquote, fast. Um, but there's quite a few, I guess, nuggets or pieces of information here. And I think um, we can also relate to like when we grew fast to like when we were slowing down. And I was actually listening to a podcast or a video. I was watching a video podcast or whatever last week. It was talking about like times of growth in your business, times of, or they always talk about times of development, but then planning for times of growth. Like how can you actually plan for growth? So I think that's something we should also talk about too is like, you can't just grow to grow. You also have to have the structure in place to do it. Otherwise, you could grow really fast and then end up hurting yourself. Yeah, I think it's important to mention that like anything in life, there's cycles. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think that your business should just go up steadily, right. growing. But I don't think that's the case. It's more so of a dips and then ups and then dips and then ups. Mm -hmm. And yeah, sure, there should be some sort of upper trajectory it should always hopefully. be hopefully overall chain going up yeah. but yeah but yeah there's definitely high times and then low times mm -hmm. uh, but it's important to recognize those low times so that you're maybe doing some of these things in order to get ready for you know the high time and that you're moving forward and achieving that mm -hmm. upwards trend I think something that we did well from the beginning was like we were always selling or like always having conversations to sell. I think that's better. Like where we're talking to people and their business conversations where we're going to potentially close the deal. But as we reached a certain level, it we ran into the issue of like, okay, we either A, have to hire more people or build a structure or like system around it because for the most part, it was like, all right, Aaron gets a new client and he'll handle part of the marketing. Christian will handle the design and we'll, or we'll build a website or whatever and we'll do that. But that was not necessarily quote unquote scalable. Now, it was good to get our feet off the ground, but it we didn't have like a singular focus. We didn't have the structure in place. And that's something that I think that, um, you know, the takeaway here is that like having a specific strategy, one way to get people in to say that they're interested, raising their hands people call this quote unquote a funnel, but like one way to bring in business. Um, and we were targeting one audience, um, meaning that they were local because I think in the very beginning we were doing a little bit of ads, but we weren't doing, I mean, most of our business was like word of mouth or referrals or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so we had one audience that we were 
we were focusing on, which was that local business. And, but we were also trying to do like every platform. I mean, we were on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Um, I don't think we were as much on LinkedIn, but, uh, we were kind of all over the place trying to make all of this work. Um, and I think if you hustle and like work long enough, it probably will be successful in the sense that you'll gain momentum. But I think there's going to be a halting point. Right. And it's, it's just not as strategic or as smart, you know, to try to hit everything at once. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely, you'll have better results if you go with that one strategy, that one funnel, that one audience, mm-hmm. um, that one platform. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. I think narrowing down your focus, and I think even from the beginning, looking, not looking at that, but looking more of, uh, and we've heard this multiple, multiple times, where they tell you just niche down, mm-hmm. right? And focus on just a smaller audience and just be really good with that smaller audience. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that, to this day, we kind of struggle a little bit with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah, and I think it's just now, like, you know, year four that we're in the business right now. We're, we're in almost, we're over halfway into year four at this point um, where we're finally, and I think we started looking at it in year three where we were going to, like, create, like, these are these are the things that we do well and let's define them. But it's taken us almost a year to, like, get everything up into place, create processes and procedures. And really, we did all that because, um, and we had to hire, like, a, a program or use a program to do part of this because we had no background experience in any of this stuff either. So we had to do that. But so to kind of get back to the fastest way to grow your business, we're talking about things that, like, you should do, but also things you shouldn't do, which is, um, I think, in the very beginning, we needed software we didn't need all of our software and if we didn't have a singular focus then it make made it super easy to chase the shiny objects so we um are huge fans of AppSumo and um sumo and you know noah kagan we're actually just talking about him before the podcast started but they have these amazing deals online it's like uh software for geeks or what i don't remember what their um something like that yeah. yeah what their phrase is but oh it's groupon for geeks it really is just like discounted software. And so we would just get tons of software and like use it because we're a marketing agency. But really going to learn a new tool probably slowed us down. Now, mm-hmm. there were some tools that we had to have. Like I remember we bought Instapage like when it was a baby. Like and it was like, I mean, we got it for six months or 12 months or something for $29. And now they charge like 200 bucks a month. But yeah, so we needed landing page software, but we didn't probably need a bunch of the other stuff that we got. So we ended up, learning all of those things and then it probably slowed us down from growing the company yeah and yeah i think this this idea of stop sh- chasing the, ch- the shiny sh- uh, objects even goes back to what we we're talking about previously about you know s- focusing on that singular thing mm-hmm. and not being tempted by all these new things that are coming out and all that and that's not to say that you couldn't for example if you're, we're talking about maybe ad campaigns, that doesn't mean that, or maybe TikTok comes out and you're like, ooh, I kind of want to try some of this. Right. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't, right. um, but you're, you know, 80% of your time should be focused on mm-hmm. this singular thing, singular audience, a singular platform um, in order to, yeah, to grow your business. And it's very, yeah, it's very, very tempting to uh, do that and get new software and like, 
I don't know. We're, I mean, I would say it's probably harder for us because I, I see ourselves as somewhat of early adopters. Yeah. For, for a sure. lot of things. Yeah. I mean, not every business owner is that way, mm-hmm. but we do tend to gravitate towards the oh, new, what's cool. new, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, that could be uh, definitely something to look out for um, if you're wanting to grow your business very fast. Yeah. And since I, I think we kind of, we've gotten better with that over time. So it's kind of like, if you're listening to this, just uh, don't make the same mistakes we did. Right. And one of the mistakes that we made was not growing our email list as much as we should. Like our email list should be, you know, 10,000 plus people at least from this long in business. Um, and it's just within the last, I would say, maybe 10 months or so that we've really focused on like, okay, let's gain email subscribers. Let's get people who are actually interested. Like we had a pop-up on our website, but that to me isn't really like focused web, like growth. And even so, like when they signed up, we didn't have like some kind of experience for them to go through. Like they didn't find out more about Bitbraining. They didn't have a welcome series. They didn't have, like there was nothing. It was just like download this and uh, sign up for our email list. But I think that's a big mistake that people make is they like, go after Facebook or TikTok or something like that. And they are doing all these things, but they fail to realize that those platforms are only a driving force for you to do something, which is to have them take the next step, which is often getting the email address where the nurturing happens and where you get an ROI. So for us, it's like we focus on getting the sale at that time, but we probably left so much business on the table because we didn't collect email addresses to nurture those people who would probably be buying, maybe if they didn't buy last year, maybe they'd be buying next year and we just don't have a way to contact them or talk to them. Yeah, I think my number one piece of advice, and I believe we've said this before, which is grow your email list, mm-hmm. you know, but before that, I think you need to have somewhere to put all these email addresses. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think we had anything like that at the beginning no. where it was a consistent like, okay, this is going to be the place where, you know, we at least gather all this data. Mm -hmm. Um, It took us forever to sort of agree on, oh, yeah, we do need a CRM, a customer um, relationship management software, uh, to, you know, create the email list and send emails and things like that. And it just took us forever. And I think we had some sort of a maybe analysis paralysis when it came to the software that we wanted to use. We looked forever. I don't know if you remember that or not, but we were, like, looking at Zoho. We were looking at, like, Something like candy or whatever. So to be honest, I, just pick something. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, they're all going to be the same. Like if if you're worried about money, just pick the cheapest one. doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, just got to have your email somewhere. Right. And yeah, start gathering the data, start inputting, you know, sort of like where where did they came from? Uh, start segmenting, segmenting your audience and things like that. Which by the way, next week, I believe we have a, a podcast episode about uh, open rates and emails. So Check we have to look out. out for that um, because we have some pretty good information on on how to handle um, your email list and increasing open rates and things like that. Um, but yeah, I think um, building your email list is absolutely crucial. But yeah, number one piece of advice is just pick whatever platform. It doesn't really matter. Just start collecting data, um, start nurturing those people uh, from the very beginning. Yeah, and we did, I think we finally chose Insightly, and we used that for, I don't know, six months or 12 months, and it was kind of like intermittently. Yeah. And we didn't really use it as well. Like, it was just kind of to us, I guess, kind of clunky, or at least to me, it was kind of clunky. Um, 
but I would say it's been about a year now. We finally like graduated to like active campaign. So um, Insightly works, MailChimp works. Doesn't really matter. Like Christian said, go find something. We use active campaign now, just full of transparency. Um, and it's amazing. And there's so many tools. Like we're using maybe 30% of its capabilities. It's just so powerful. But um, you don't need to get lost in that part of it. It's more so like collect these email addresses and just focus on emailing your list um, at least once a week. But we'll talk more about, like I said, or like Christian said, email next week. Hey, local business owners. If you're ready to grow your business online without having to work more in your business and you can spend more time on it, we created a free training on how to attract, qualify, and convert more leads online. It's 38 minutes it's going to take a little bit of your time, but it's going to have a huge benefit. It's completely free. Make sure you click below in the description, whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on the podcast, everything's there that you need. Go grab the training now. Probably the most important part here is the experience for the client. Um, so the fastest way for you to grow is to focus on the client experience because um, if you get them a little bit of results, like let's just say if they're spending a dollar and you make them a dollar twenty-five, so it's not even really a big margin, but you have an amazing experience, like a, an amazing onboarding experience, an amazing like during experience, they're going to stay with you longer. They're going to be happier. They're going to refer their friends, um, and it helps you grow your business so much faster. You just don't know how like one person could just generate so many different leads for you. Like we have one client that we've been working with for a while and she has referred us to, you know, three, four different, five different people just with new websites, new marketing campaigns, everything. Um, and that that's just from one person. So it's the experience that I think matters the most there. So I think, you know, part of our notes here says to become customer obsessed. Um, but it's hard to do that when you only focus on like getting new people when you should really be focusing on, okay, I want to bring people in, but I need to have some kind of experience that they need to be going through to be happy because um, it's so much easier to keep a customer than to find a new one. Right. And I think it's um, it's something that maybe often gets maybe forgotten. Um, at least for us, we're this, probably this past year is where we've sort of had the time to work into more of that client experience, mm -hmm. you know, side of things. Because, I mean, there's a million companies out there that do exactly what we do. Mm -hmm. um, and I think having great customer experience is what sets apart, you know, certain companies. You think about uh, Chick-fil-A, you know, sure, their sandwiches are good. But mm -hmm. what really drives people to come back, come back is that customer service aspect. Yeah. Um, like there is, I don't know. I mean, sure, they're fast and, you know, their culture um, also plays a role into into that but they've become customer obsessed mm -hmm. right and i think that's what sort of catapulted them into um basically beating everyone else mm -hmm. or any other i fast think they food are the restaurant. favorite like fast food restaurant yeah I, I i mean i can totally see that so i think that's a great example of being customer obsessed and how that has helped them uh grow their business yeah i was i was gonna say one other thing like with um with the customer session for Chick-fil-A, like I just noticed so much more because they set the bar. Like previously, before going to a Chick-fil-A, it was kind of like, you know, McDonald's, Burger King, whatever else, like not calling them out, Hart, you know, Hardee's or whatever, Carl's Jr. They were all um, pretty much the same. Like 
hey, uh, what, what do you want? Okay, cool, pull up to this window, bye. Like that was just the experience. And then Chick-fil-A took it to the next level and people were like, oh. And it's not really like it's a, a ton of difference, but it's just such a small difference that people do pay attention. So it's not like, I don't wanna make it seem like you gotta go out and buy this amazing package and you gotta do all these things. It's like just the smallest things could just go a really long way. Like, hey, um, been watching your, you know, if you're a local business or whatever, like, hey, um, Susie, I saw you came and shopped with us two times last week. Thanks so much. You could have chosen anybody else. We appreciate it. Like just randomly saying that. That's a good client. That's a good customer experience. Like even even beyond that, I was watching a video on on YouTube on, I think it was like a CNBC, MSNBC or something like that, where they were sort of digesting and trying to dig deeper into why Chick Fil A is the way it is right now. And I don't remember the specific statistics, but it was I don't know, I'm going to just say a number: sixty, seventy percent of the time. When customers went to Chick-fil-A, the employees smiled at them. Oh, really? Versus, I don't know, 20, 30% when they went to McDonald's or Burger King, um, the employees didn't even smile. And that that slight I noticed that thing now, now that you're talking about, yeah. Makes a huge difference um, in the customer experience. So it's just like you're saying, those those small things that you might not even notice um, make a huge difference on, on how the how customer feels, you know. Yeah. And we couldn't have got through this podcast without telling you that the fastest way to grow your business is to focus on sales. For the most part, you could get everything else that we've talked about wrong, like focusing on an area, chasing shiny objects. Um, if you are like able to spend 70, 80% of your time on sales, then you're going to ultimately generate business because it, it becomes a numbers game. Whether you're running you know, money uh, running ads through Facebook or whether you're talking to a hundred people a week, like it's just a pure numbers game that you're going to get a bunch of no's, but eventually somebody's going to say yes. And so the more opportunities that you have, it's going to be the faster you grow your business. And then if you do the other things we talked about, you have an amazing experience, you email them, you stop focusing on shiny objects and you focus in on like one way to serve your client. Like now you have exponential growth. So this all combined together is a really, really solid way for you. And it's, it honestly probably as you're listening to this, like, oh, it's just too simple. Um, and that's the point. It is simple. So many people try to complicate it. But um, if you're able to do these things, then it's not, and the product's got to be good too. Let's just say that. But right. the product's good, um, then you should be able to grow successfully. Yeah. And, and I fast. Think with, yeah. With, with sales, even looking back at how we started, mm -hmm. like, I think the only reason why, we started and we were successful is because very early on we had sales <laughs> like we mm -hmm. had the money to keep moving forward um and we were closing deals i think for a little bit there at the beginning it was i don't know 90 or 98 of every proposal like was signed and, yeah you know it was very uh very exciting we were focusing very much so on making sure to to close deals and things like that mm -hmm. so when you think about sales like and I think you mentioned like the 70, 80% of the time. I mean, starting out, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Obviously, as you start to grow, um, you probably won't spend as much time, but it's also important to look at processes and software that you're using and uh, just spending time on perfecting uh, your sales process and, and your systems and, and all that. All right, so hopefully you guys got a lot out of this episode. It really is the fastest way for you to grow your business. And I hope you take at least one or two of these uh, pieces of advice. You listen to this podcast and you're able to implement into your business because um, 
it I don't think it's not just about growing it fast, but also just sustainably. So these things are to help you grow sustainably. Um, all right. So if you guys are listening for the first time, please make sure that you subscribe, whether you're on YouTube or a podcast platform, uh, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our content that is coming out every single week. Um, also be on the lookout. We are revamping the podcast, probably a new intro, more than likely new cover photo. So more so putting this out into the, to the world, just to keep ourselves accountable for this quarter to, to put out, um, better content for you. And if you've been listening for a while, we would love for you, you to just go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us an honest rating and review. I did see we got a new rating and review. Shout out to whoever you are. If you leave an actual comment, we'll be able to shout you out on the podcast. Um, but we truly appreciate you doing that. It helps us to find out um, if you enjoy the content you listen to and uh, if we can should continue to create episodes like this. So I uh, thank you guys so much for listening and we will be back next week with a new episode of The Marketing Natives. The Marketing Natives podcast is a production of Bit Branding.